This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I'm a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. In this episode, I chatted with Bree, who has been a gestational surrogate and is now going to be a traditional surrogate for the same couple. She has lots of insights into interstate journeys and how difficult they can be and how the intended parents can best support their surrogate. And also, uh, what's her relationship like with her husband and her family and how they supported her through surrogacy. I'm going to hand over now to Bree. My name is Bree, and I was a um, gestational surrogate for a same-sex couple um, and gave birth in 2017 to a little baby girl called Hazel. Uh, and currently, uh, we are, I've switched to traditional surrogacy and we're attempting to get pregnant at the moment. Um, I'm a mum of three daughters and a stepmom to two teenage kids. Um, been married for coming up 10 years this year. Um, my intended um, fathers are interstate, so we're down in Victoria and they are in Sydney. How did you come to surrogacy? I always had a massive fear when I was probably a teenager because I really wanted kids. I always had a massive fear that I would not be able to have kids of my own. So uh, I made a commitment to myself. I'd never told anyone, but I made a commitment to myself that if I was able to have kids, then um, when I was done, I would look into surrogacy in Australia. Um, so that was when I've had my, actually before I had my last daughter, I started looking into it. Uh, and information was really hard to find back then because um, I think Facebook was in its very early days um, and I wasn't very confident at it back then either. Um, and uh, finding information on the internet that was accurate was really difficult. Um, so I came back to it about a couple of years after my youngest was born and we'd made the decision that we couldn't, we didn't want to have any more. I probably could have, but financially we had to be responsible and say three's enough, five's enough. Um, so we decided no more kids for us. So I started looking into surrogacy um, and I found the um, Fertility Connections um, forum and started looking on there and relatively quickly ran into my IPs and made a made a connection with them um, because I had um, quite specific desires for how I wanted to um, birth the baby and how, and I want I wanted to make sure that I had a connection with the couple um, so that we could have a lifelong friendship so I needed to make sure that we were connected in more ways than just having a baby together. What was your husband's first thoughts when you raised surrogacy as an idea with him? Oh, same as usual when I put crazy ideas to him. He just nods and says, okay, and goes <laughs> along with it. Half the time my crazy ideas don't come to anything, but when they do, they do in a big way and I throw myself into them. Um, so he just, he knows the way I am and not to try to stifle it because then it'll make me go harder. So um, he did have some concerns and they're valid concerns, um, but in the end he knew I was going to do it regardless. So tell us about the, the journey with your intended parents. Uh, what was it about the birth that you wanted to be specific about before you um, committed to being their surrogate? 
Um, so I had my third daughter at home um, and I had her with her private midwife. Um, so I wanted the same experience again. Or I wanted to attempt to have the same experience again. Uh, I wanted as little intervention as possible. I wanted to avoid a C-section if possible. Um, it's the same with the pregnancy. I wanted to avoid a lot of the unnecessary interventions and testings. Um, so I was um, very upfront about that in the beginning um, and the way I live my life. I'm not like, I still vaccinate my kids and, and I, I'm all for evidence-based practice, but it needs to be evidence-based and I wanted as natural a pregnancy and birth as could be achieved, even with IVF. What did your intended parents think about the idea of a home birth? Um, they were really open to it because they're in the same sort of mindset as me and that's what I was looking for when I was looking for intended parents. They um, are very similar to us in that they grow a lot of their own food and they butcher their own animals and they have sort of the same philosophy around the way they, um, the way they treat themselves medically and the way they live their lives. So they were really open to my suggestions and like they, they've said many times, look, you've done this three times before, we're going to trust your instincts. We research, um, I throw a lot of studies at them and research and they take all that on board and then we communicate and come to decisions together. And given that they're interstate, did that present many challenges for you and, and them in terms of building up that relationship and then going ahead with the surrogacy? Um, it, it did a little bit. Um, given that occasionally I'm prone to ignoring my phone and not answering phone calls or messages, um, it did have a little bit, um, probably had more impact during the... Um, during the pregnancy when I was quite sick. Forming the relationship wasn't hard. We took a long time. It was two odd years, over two years from uh, first meeting them to getting pregnant. Um, and then it was nearly, nearly three years from when we met to when we gave birth. So it was quite a long lead up. So we had quite a long time to build a relationship. Um, and we had quite a lot of visits back and forth from from both of us going um, to each other's places. We let them stay here when they're here. Um, and I think that gives an insight into how the family actually runs. Um, and the same when we go up there, we stay with them in their tiny house. Um, and I think that helps to get a lot of the, take off your, your visitor face a bit. Um, so, yeah, forming the relationship wasn't so hard because we actually put in the work to take the time. We weren't in a huge rush. During the pregnancy, it was quite hard because I live in a regional area. Um, a lot of the services that they would have purchased for me, because they weren't here to do stuff like cleaning and cooking and stuff, they... Um, wanted to purchase those sorts of services, but because of where we live, a lot of those aren't available here or they're hard to access or um, there's long waiting lists and things like that. So um, I, I was quite sick throughout the first 19 weeks of the pregnancy. So 
um, that made it really tough not having them close by to do those little things like even driving kids to school or, um, you know, cooking a meal because I was so sick I couldn't even cook. Made it, made it hard not having them around the corner. Mm. Was there anything they were able to do to try and alleviate that? Um, so this, uh, when we're doing the sibling project at the moment, we put plans in place. Um, for that so um, because I still live in the same area so we've still got the same problems Uh, we've decided to get a cleaner before the pregnancy so that um, we've got some we're on someone's books so we don't have to wait for that service Um, they um, bought us a chest freezer and they came down a couple of months ago and made like 30 or 40 odd meals for the family and filled it up. Um, they uh, bought a whole side of lamb and put it in our freezer for us. Um, stuff like that. It's just so we've got stuff there as a backup plan. So if I do get sick, it's there and I, I don't, I just have to defrost something. I don't have to think about cooking and planning. Um, so that really, I think that's really going to help this time. But you went through gestational surrogacy last time. What was that process like? I found the IVF really tough um, because I'd gotten pregnant with my children naturally, accidentally, um, every time. So um, IVF was a real eye-opener for me uh, and I did a lot of research around it um, and found that... Um, I was making a lot of decisions or we were making decisions as a team that we weren't really understanding and the um, clinic were making decisions like putting us on medication that wasn't actually required. So I found that we needed to do a lot of our own research and direct our own care. Um, and a few times we ended up telling the clinic that we didn't want certain medications or we wanted to do a different type of protocol Um, because they are used to dealing with infertile women. um, It's different for them to deal with a fertile woman and um, the different challenges that prevent presents. So IVF was difficult, um, but we got there in the end. It took us four tries um, for embryo transfers. Um, to finally get pregnant with a live baby. So Mm. that was hard and it was a lot of travel and a lot of work and a lot of expense on my IP's side. Mm. So we've heard about the pregnancy. How was the birth? Um, The birth was, well, it didn't go as we intended. Um, It was um, good in the end. Uh, We had a private midwife go through the whole pregnancy with us. Um, She was the same midwife that had birthed my third daughter uh, and she was fantastic as always. Um, So we had a few issues towards the end. My blood pressure skyrocketed um, and uh, it was, I think, the day before her due date or two days before her due date, my my blood pressure went through the roof. Um, My IPs were already down here by then. They were staying down here from the week before my due date. Um, So they took us in and induced me, which I'd never experienced being induced before. Uh, And because of that, we couldn't have the home birth that we had planned. 
but we were still, my, thankfully, my uh, private midwife has admitting rights at the hospital we chose to birth at, so uh, she could still be with us and do our primary care. Uh, so I was induced, I'd, I was already about four centimetres dilated, so it wasn't difficult to induce me. Um, they just broke my waters and got it all rolling. And she was, she was born, I think, at about 2 or 3 a.m., so that induced me that night at about 8 p.m. So it was relatively quick, considering. And what was that like for you, the birth and handing her over to her dads? Um, truthfully, I, I don't remember it really. <laughs> you know, you get that birth amnesia and um, the birth was great. I, like, it was hard because they did end up putting me on Syntocin. Uh, which I'd never had before, which made my contractions really intense. Um, and that was really difficult. And um, it turned out uh, she kept having D cells and um, lots of problems with her heart rate dropping. Um, so I found it was quite intense because um, there was always um, obstetricians coming in and out trying to check on me and um, threatening to... Um, give me a Caesar and actually there was an obstetrician standing next to me telling me she was going to give me a Caesar when she, her head was coming out. I don't think she realised what was happening. Um, so um, that part of it was really intense and then there was such relief when she was out um, and I held her for about the first half an hour while we are waiting for the placenta and everything. And I just remember the relief. And um, after that, I just wanted to sleep. I'd been up for 24 hours. I was so tired. And we were out of the hospital within an hour and a half or so of her birth and just went back to their Airbnb. And just, I just went to sleep. And I was just, I was, I was ecstatic that they had got what they wanted and I was just ready to go home and be with my own family. Mm. I remember having similar feelings, actually, that they wanted me to hold the baby and I was so exhausted. <laughs> I yeah. was like, no, no, she's your baby. I, I just want to sleep now. Thanks. If everyone could leave, please. Yeah, actually, we went back to their Airbnb and I laid down on the bed and I was breastfeeding her and one of my IPs was sitting there watching me because I kept falling asleep. So I was laying down feeding her and nodding off all the time and um, he was watching me just in case anything happened. <laughs> he just couldn't take her eyes, his eyes off her. And I remember that from my own kids. I, when I had my own kids, I just I couldn't sleep for the next 12 hours or so. But I think with Hazel, it's, it's different. Mm. Like I, I just wanted to sleep and just get my rest. So talk about the decision to breastfeed Hazel, because I also did that and a few other surrogates have done that. Was that a conscious decision or was it just how it panned out? Yeah, no, it was a conscious decision on our part and it's something I really tossed up a lot because uh, I had a lot of problems feeding my own kids. Uh, I was always fine within the first day or two, but um, I have the most terrible nipples in the world and they just get just chewed up by your babies. So um, I'd made a decision that I wanted to breastfeed her for my body's recovery um, and also give her the best start. And when I chatted to my IPs about that, they were open to that as well. Um, 
so we did that for the first few days, I think, and um, I pumped after that. Um, and I really feel like it helped. I didn't feel like I needed to be her mother just because I breastfed her. Uh, I never felt like I was her mother. Mm. Um, was there ever any anxiety on your part or your intended parents that by breastfeeding her, you might be compromising that bond, that it might be more difficult to hand her over? I don't think so. And I think that comes from my background using donor milk myself and having my kids wet nursed by other women. Uh, I, I don't see that as a connection thing for me. It's, it's about, um, it's probably a practical thing. Uh, I know breastfeeding helps recovery, helps contract the uterus. I know she needs the colostrum. So for me, it was all compartmentalized in my head and I could, I could deal with that. And mm. I don't know how my IPs felt, but I'm pretty sure they felt the same. If, if I was okay with it, then they were going to be okay with it. So that's lovely. Tell us about how you ended up offering to be their traditional surrogate. Um, well, uh, the last time um, my IPs used a known donor, which was one of their family members, and obviously it was the other IP sperm they used to create the embryos. This time they wanted to use um, the other IF's um, sperm, so they needed to find a new donor, new egg donor. Um, so shortly after Hazel was born, I'd offered to be their egg donor. Um, however, I said I couldn't consider doing surrogacy again for at least another year. So if they'd found another surrogate within that year, uh, I was happy to be their egg donor and um, we could go through the whole donor process and that as it happened, they didn't, they, they sort of half-heartedly started looking for another surrogate, but um, after that year, they didn't find one. I pretty much guessed that they wouldn't. Um, after, so after that year was up, I offered to be their traditional surrogate um, just because I was going to donate my eggs anyway. So it didn't feel like a great leap to me. Um, these people have become my family. So I would do it for my best friend. I would do it for my brothers. So why wouldn't I do it for them? Mm. So the different process is that you're not going through an IVF clinic. How's it going? Uh, it's going, it's happening, but um, it's... Um, it's not difficult, but it's sort of, um, it's more, it's, it's not more time consuming. It's just a different process. Um, and the feelings are different around um, feeling like it's my fault every time it doesn't work. Um, whereas before I could blame it on the embryo or blame it on the clinic. This time it's all about my eggs and my egg quality and my cycle. Um, so it feels a lot more like it's depending on me a lot more. Um, and being so busy, I think it's difficult to take the time to fit, um, to fit it in every month um, into my schedule as well, um, especially with the IPs coming down from out of state every month. It's a lot on them as well. When we went through the clinic, I wasn't working, I wasn't studying. I'd, 
you know, my, my daughters were young, so I wasn't back at work yet. This time's quite, di- so it was, it was fine for me to fly to Sydney for three days every month. That was fine. Um, this time I'm back working, I'm studying, I've got three different jobs, I've got kids to juggle. So my schedule's quite packed. So trying to fit in transfers as well. Um, and now they've got a baby as well that they're trying to juggle. They're both working, they've got a child. So, um, yeah, it's making it, it's different. Mm. Does it emotionally feel any different because you know it's your egg this time? Does that feel like it's changing the, the dynamic? Uh, no, I don't think so. For me, I've already, it's about intent and I've always intended that this child is their child. Um, it would be the same as if I was going to a clinic and donating my egg to someone. To me, in my head, that's the way I've got it structured in my head, mm. that I intend for this child to be their child, not my child. Do you have any advice for a woman that might be considering becoming a surrogate for somebody? Um, take the time to get to know your IPs. Don't rush in. Um, don't try to do things quickly um, and talk to your family. Um, yeah. I feel happy with the way our surrogacy went and I wouldn't change it at all. Um, yeah, but, and I think a lot of that comes down to communication as well. I'm not great with communication, but my IPs are. And I found that really helpful because I have trouble expressing myself sometimes. They're really good at, um, at making that happen and making me communicate. Uh, I think it would be difficult if both parties were were having difficulty communicating. Uh, so I think finding people you match with and finding the right people, not just not just the first person you talk to, or not just um, the person who seems like the perfect match, but there's a few niggles. So I think yeah, finding someone that you're compatible with is really important. Thank you for listening to the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. If you would like to find out more information about surrogacy, you can have a look at my website at sarahjefford.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram, and you can listen to more podcasts on the website or on Apple Podcasts.